I love my little girls more than anything, and I said to myself, oh, no, don't, you can't, don't say that. But I had underestimated him. He went on, I would rather see my little girls die now, still believing in God, than have them grow up under communism and one day die no longer. Don't fucking do that. All right. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know. We'll just talk. How you doing? What's going on with you, man? Good. Nothing. Nothing is much new for me, really, except uh, you know, starting starting more intense research on this book project, and yeah. yeah, not not too much else to report. Other than that, life is just freaking good. What is the book about again? So it's what about family? Uh, the Jameson family in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I mean, it's it would it would take me a while to go into the details of it, but uh, I'm sure we'll I'm sure I'll address it at some point uh, on the podcast. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just a trippy case, and uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to dig my dig my tooth toothy mouth into it yeah well that's good you're writing again that's cool man i'm excited mm-hmm. yeah what are you up to i'm not doing shit uh we've been busy obviously both of us i've been in back in school and fucking working a bunch so oh cool. but i don't know uh what do we have in the news <laughs> we haven't been here since uh, people cared about afghanistan i know um i, I mean i would say the biggest thing in the news right now is, you know, probably the Rittenhouse case. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, that's what everyone's talking about on Twitter. Yeah, I fucking, I try to ignore it, man, because it's just, uh, there's nothing to say on either side. It's like, it's not going anywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah, I just, my major problem with it is just how poorly motivated the arguments are on Mostly the right, I would say, but I mean, I've I've seen, um, you know, I've seen some some bad arguments on the left too. It. But, yeah, yeah, but you know, it's it's you know. just it's yeah, it's there's a lot going on with it, and it's like it's we do this every time something happens. It's just the difference now is that like, but typically no, this happens all. It's it's funny that people act like this is some weird step because he's you know he's not a cop he's actually a kid he's basically a child but um it's not unusual for like people to get away with just murdering people in this country like that so yeah i don't i I don't see this as like some nasty step towards like paramilitaries being allowed to run rampant or whatever you know what i mean no i mean it's it's not inherently but if if too many of these if if a number of these started happening and I mean, I, I think, I don't know, I think you could make a pretty easy argument that right-wing paramilitary groups probably feel like they're in a better and safer position now than they were five years ago. I, I think, I, I think yeah. that's a pretty easy statement to make. But think about like, okay, you, you do have a bunch of federal judges that got appointed by the Republicans, but like, these are Mitch McConnell-like picks, man, like. They're not, these are the people who are pissed about January 6th. Like they're, they'll do these punishments to people if these like end up in federal court, you know, 
at some point like a federal justice department will go after them and like they won't tolerate the federal judges won't tolerate it because they're all even the republican ones are just federalist society judges well that's that that's a pretty good point i guess uh you know it's just uh i mean it's i think it's more about the the chilling effect more of like whether if if still if if people who are not necessarily part of a paramilitary group or a militia, but they sympathize with them and, you know, do they feel more emboldened to uh, lethally enact force in a situation that probably doesn't really require it? Like that's, to me, that's pushing, if both sides get to that point, then, the cold civil war that we're kind of in starts getting a little warmer, I think, you know, yeah. at, at the point at which uh, asymmetrical groups on each side feel emboldened to start shooting in public. I mean, I feel like that's kind of a, a Rubicon there. You really got to hope you get a crank judge every time though. Well, I'm, I'm not even necessarily saying they're going to get acquitted every time. I'm not even necessarily yeah. saying that a single acquittal or a single verdict is, is, is even the issue. It's a matter of whether are we, uh, are we getting closer to this open armed conflict in the streets? I and mean, right. arguably we're, we're there. We're, it, that's what this trial was about. It was armed conflict in the streets. I don't know. Um, I guess it's just, you're going, this is just going to keep happening, but it's, it's a limited group of people that go out and do this to this extremity too, you know, like both, I, I both like the, but when, but when would it stop? Like it, it flares up every time there's a police murder. It, are, do you, are police murders going to stop happening anytime in the near future? No, of course not. So this is essentially an inexhaustible supply of Tinder that could start that could keep starting up these civil unrest yeah it will yeah i'm just yeah. saying it's just the cycle we're in now yeah and eventually we're gonna get you know national guard sent in we're gonna get another kent state something like that i'm not talking uh, i i don't i'm not saying i i think we're gonna be in civil war in you know 20 years or something like that i'm just saying like if this keeps up like this it's just going to uh change you know change the the way the country operates at some point well what i want for the country is for mike flynn to lead a political national guard <laughs> that's my plan but that leads us into our guest um we have amanda moore uh, she was undercover, just known simply as Franklin, and she had Franklin the Turtle as her avatar on Twitter, but she was undercover for a year, going to every like QAnon event and all their bullshit. She met all these people like Flynn and in the Matrix and all these big influencers. And um, man, it's a wild time right now because uh, there's a bunch of them in Dallas, you know waiting on fucking jack kennedy so yeah um there's a lot going on with them and apparently there's like a kind of death cult growing around them in uh, dallas right now so i think it's it's odd we're checking in twice on this q shit in a row but i think it's probably a time to do this real quick because there's some like mass delusion going on here definitely yeah all right well 
Let's get into it then. Someone give assisted living a call. Get your man back. He don't know what's real at all. Oh, what about Amtrak? They don't care about this virus. Really flats are jam back. Everybody gotta go and get a vaccine when I'm asking you better have a stamp. Prices rising by the minute. Tell me you won't buy it in it. That's what quad I don't go get it. I am not complying with it. Got that drive, don't try to rent it when I exercise and try to limit my DVR. Everybody wanna die. My reply, let's go to your bar. Let's go, let's go. are back with uh amanda moore who was undercover for a year or so uh with everything q and everything you know election pill related and all types of insane shit um i started seeing her around the time mike lindell was doing his you know circus tour which i i guess is still ongoing i just don't hear about it as much but um yeah and now they're waiting for like Ted Kennedy to drive through the drive into the river in Dallas. So uh, we're going to check in on our favorite people again. Um, <laughs> Jake's favorite. So we're going to talk about Q and uh, Amanda. I know you've done a lot of interviews lately, but thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, did you want to give just a quick rundown of, you know, people will hear you everywhere, really, if they're following this stuff. Uh you want to give a quick rundown of what you've been doing the last year and who you've kind of gotten to know and I don't yeah, know sure. I know it's a lot but <laughs> yeah um kind of across the board I went to a bunch of Stop the Steal events um QAnon events big QAnon conferences like QAnon John's big spectacle um that he had in Dallas and then I was unfortunately banned from his Las Vegas event um I've done things, a lot of things with the Trump Doral, uh, with Women for America First, um, stuff with a group called Republicans for National Renewal that uh, works with Sabatini and Marjorie Taylor Greene and Paul Gosar. Uh, so just really everything you can imagine. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I actually, I, speaking of Mike Liddell, I tried to go to the Cyber Symposium and they told me I could not go. Why? I don't know. They said, we love your enthusiasm, but it's for press. Oh, yeah. well, yeah. You have to be like a data scientist. <laughs> yeah. You have to, have yeah. To, be able to talk about the, the, uh, the PCAPs. Yeah. I mean, well, we kind of left off there. I think with, we talked a little bit about that with Mike Rains in our last actual interview episode. Uh, we were at the point of, I think the cyber symposium had just failed and something you know there was other like low-level indictments on the durham report and all this shit so that's still the same i mean the government bullshit is still pretty much the, they're all sitting the real like spygate dickhead one seemed to just be waiting around on like court indictments and shit like that is that what i'm getting like does it or did, i guess the election what you know what is the going on with the election now where is mike lindell because i know he's still flying around dicking off oh he's getting ready i think to do something here at the supreme court <laughs> he talked about like yeah. having some pillow party in front of the supreme court <laughs> so you know i mean he just can't be stopped and then he'll be he'll be in dallas in a week i think two weeks oh, man. for another clay clark event where he'll be a speaker i mean the thing about mike lindell is that he is like he's out for sale for anybody. So like when I had COVID, I was, I had to skip this event, but I was supposed to have dinner with him with his super small, like 
organization in New Hampshire who managed to pull him in as their keynote speaker, but like he is everywhere. He cannot be stopped. And like, unless you're full-time paying attention to him, it's impossible to track because he like, he just changes shit on the fly. I mean, they all do, but he's crazier than most yeah. people, I think. Well, he has the resources to do whatever the fuck he wants really. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah, he's a wild one. And I know he's like, you know, mostly going around to like people who will listen to him, which happens to be in like red states on like the elections and shit like that. So it's, I don't know what he will, I guess they'll what, they could get a more fake audit and fuck up elections there, or they're obviously going to pass new election laws. I don't think the Democrats are equipped to stop that really. I mean, what do you think of, did they, what are their, you know, I guess school, what school boards, uh, all this stuff, what are their like aims as far as like the legal system goes and government goes, like, what are they aiming to do now? Um, I mean, the school boards, like, obviously, they want to control what children are being taught. And, like, I did a, a spreadsheet of as many people I could find in Virginia who had just won school board elections. And there are people who were like, I don't even send my kids to public school because it's just a cesspool. And they, like, won. Like, and you know, now they're on the fucking school board. And, uh, you know, people who were like, George Soros organized January 6th. Like, those people, they're all on school board now. Um, and so just, you know, making that as... I mean, just fucking up the public school system. Like, that's what they want to do. They want to destroy that. Uh, when it comes to, you know, precinct captains and when it comes to low-level elected officials, I mean, they want to make the voting process as difficult as possible by any means necessary, which would include, like, I mean, I think we're going to see a resurgence of the idea. Like, in the past, they've talked about having people basically set up to intimidate voters. Um, I think that that's going to be more than just something that's like talked about or happens in a couple places. I think it'll happen a lot more, especially as they have more people at lower level GOP um, positions because they are able to rally numbers and get people excited. Um, and so, I mean, like I won't happen here because I live in DC <laughs> and there's, we don't have guns and we're 97% blue. Um, but I think if you're somewhere within, you know, open carry is permissible. I think that could be very problematic. Um, and they want to they want to waste Democrats' time. They want to you know keep Democrats from being able to do anything else. And the, I mean their their whole thing now. And I mean for months I've started hearing about this in like June or July was we have to audit every state even where Trump won because what if Trump won Peggy and Podunk bumfuck nowhere county didn't get her school board spot? Like we got to make sure. I mean you know everything. It's all it's all bad. Um, and if they do that, people you know it'll depress turnout. It'll It'll be great. So in, in, in your undercover work, um, obviously you had a lot of conversations and I, I'm sure you heard a lot of uh, the same stuff that we've all heard and the same kind of weird QAnon talking points. What were some things you heard that surprised you slash disturbed you? Like, what were some things that you heard in private meetings that we don't hear uh, in public QAnon discourse, or, or even just MAGA discourse, what were some things that, that disturbed you, maybe kept you up at night that we might not have heard that you heard in private conversations? I mean, some of it's something I think you could infer, but I actually heard it. Uh, specifically, I, you know, was involved with people who have plans to take over their local young Republicans or local GOP um, by, you know, casually bringing up white nationalism, mentioning that, you know, they support it and just seeing how many people they can flip uh, over, coming in being articulate and just well-dressed and just, yeah, like I, you know, I support repatriation. Um, so, and there, I mean, I see the success, there's some degree of success with it. 
uh, happening and many of them have blocked me on their social media by now, but a lot of them haven't made stuff private. So I've still been able to see it. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's probably highly effective. I think in certain areas of the country. Um, I mean, that's gotta be the worst. So you think that like the same way that the Proud Boys have kind of over the years, they've worked on, I can't remember what it's called. I think it's something like, um, something about power levels, uh, but uh, they've worked on changing their rhetoric so it's not Im- immediately identifiable as white nationalism. They, no. and they, and they kind of- No, they're, they're, this, I mean, this guy told me straight up he wanted Nazi Germany, like as his oh. like ideal for America. And like, that's how he'll speak to people when he meets them. So not oh. hiding it. Okay. I mean, okay. not dropping slurs, but also like completely owning it yeah. and making people feel comfortable with it. And is that something that they see is, is, I mean, do they really think that that is a, a message that is going to expand their reach? I think in the parts of the country that they're trying it, yeah. And I, I believe, I agree with them. I believe I, well. Yeah. I think, um, would you say, you think this is just enough misinformation around Jews at this point that it, it they do, like a lot of people will end up just falling into like this anti-Semitic shit and just real like fascist shit because like, yeah, this they end up believing in anyway, like to these like gateways, like Soros or the Rothschilds, you know, is there a lot of that going on? Yeah. And I think, I think too, with like QAnon where they're doing all this like dog whistly stuff, um, I think a lot of it is going to be what can be the next thing that I can be a part of? Like there's a Reno 911, you know, Q out movie. Like it's no longer underground. It's no longer like, you know, I knew Q before you knew Q. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that like being able to transition to like a more extreme group will be very appealing to people who want that sense of community that is private in a way that's like exclusive, I guess. And that's, I mean, that's a good way to make it exclusive right out of the gate. Um, I think they're like sitting ducks in a way. Um, and I mean, also like, I don't know, like if we have another COVID outbreak, I don't think that we'll ever have like any type of lockdown again in this country. Um, but, you know, people like, a lot of these people still seem to think that places are closed, which is insane. I, I don't know anywhere that's closed. Like even here, like our mask mandates up in like four hours. Um, and I, I do think though that like, they've at this point made such assholes out of themselves and refused to get vaccinated. And so they're still like ostracized from society and from their friends and from their family from the before times that like, I can see like how there is an appeal to being around a bunch of like-minded people. And it's like, it's easy, like on the internet, if someone is just like dropping a slur, you can just ignore it and be like, well, I like everything else they have to say, or like, I'll ignore that part of the chat. And like, I'll come back later to telegram. Um, but it's much harder to do that face-to-face with people. And I think it really has their own like self-imposed isolation at this point um, combined with their like a general desire to like be part of a secret society situation where you're always working together to figure out clues and whatever. I, yeah, I think it's very, very dangerous. Um, and will move people fast. So you didn't see any sense of, I, I mean, did you, did you see any sense that they... Uh, that they're fracturing or that there was some level of disillusionment among some Q people at the fact that the cabal seriously uh, clearly did not lose whether whether you believe whether they believe that Donald Trump actually won the election or not the fact of the matter he is not uh, in the president's office right now so clearly do, do you still think that there is an extra level of delusion at this point do they still seem to actually believe that patriots are in control is that their message right now 
Uh, I think for QAnon, it largely is. I mean, I didn't have the interpersonal relationships with QAnon people like I have with fascists just because they're so much older than I am. I'm not a boomer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I know what I think would probably people would not have expressed out to me in particular because I already stood out a little bit within that group. Um, and they might not have felt like I was a safe person to confide that in. So it could be happening and I just wouldn't know. Uh, but yeah, they, I mean, largely they do seem to think that like, this is going to work out. It's going to be fine. Um, and I mean, it's just like, it's hard to tell when someone's like shitposting in real life. They would like, when they actually believe it, but like, even when they are just shitposting in real life, like there's other people around who believe it or who like, it kind yeah. of spirals. It's very, it's very strange. Um, what, what, uh, actually, I should have asked you this first. What, what tactics did you use and what, like, what, what were some of your tactics and methodologies for how you became friends with fascists or any of these people, how you earn their trust? Um, did you study their language, uh, not their language, did you study the kind of meta language they use to, uh, to uh, you know, that obviously you've studied dog whistling and stuff like that. What, how did you prepare yourself going into these kind of uh, meetings uh, to, to try and make sure that they believe that you're, you know, in the cause? Well, I mean, like I paid for the first quarter of this by selling Chainlink that I bought because it was shilled to me on, on 4chan years ago, right? So like that's, the, the lingo wasn't a problem. Um, I never approached a single person. I would just sit at the bar at these events and wait for them to approach me and it never failed. Um, but like, usually that would be enough um, just having, like, just sitting there, like, being nice to people and receptive, um, and kind of, like, I'd have to gauge where they were, because, like, you don't want to say something, like, super racist or shitty to someone who's, like, just, like, a QAnon boomer mom, you know what I mean, like, yeah, they want to talk about ivermectin, like, they don't want to talk about the Jews, right, um, so, yeah, I mean, just, like, getting a feel for that, uh, with people on an individual level, but, I mean, I already had the background, like, there was a QAnon rally here in DC in 2019 that I went to, um, you know, there was a Laura Luma rally here I went to. So I've, I've been involved enough in this world that I didn't have to learn a ton of stuff. I, I subscribed to America First for a few months and like had access to all of Nick Quintus's videos, which was sometimes incredibly helpful if I didn't want to have to think too hard because I could just parrot him. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're very trusting, I would say, of women. Very trusting. Yeah, they don't see that you know, right on their fucking security. I mean, they're not really, I've, we've talked to them. I mean, we, we you know, we've talked to this proud boy who's, we, you know, in legal trouble for the six. It, it just happened. They don't, they don't fucking care. I don't think about that shit. Uh, but yeah, I, I guess wrapping up on Q and then we'll move into the fascist versus last part. Cause they're the ones obviously who are more competent, you know, beyond like Michael Flynn and the people funding the actual like foot soldiers doing everything. Um, We'll get to that. But wrapping up on Q, what's going on in Dallas right now? Um, looks like a death cult. Yeah, it's definitely a cult. I mean, I'm not super well versed in it. There are people who are spending a lot of time in the Telegram channels and the chats, which is something I can't handle doing. Like, literally, I can go on 4chan, but I can't be in a fucking QAnon uh, chat. I just drown myself. Um, they are listening to this guy uh you know negative 48 and they are all in on everything i have to say they're talking about how you have to have a physical death uh to be able to like move on to the next side and and you know to move past the ego so it's getting incredibly culty uh he's still on youtube he's still able to raise funds through venmo um none of these 
organizations will shut down what's happening. Uh, and that's great. Um, so at the same time that's happening, they're all planning, there's like 75 of them, I think, are planning to stay through Thanksgiving with more coming back. And then right after that, Clay Clark's Health and Freedom event will be in Dallas, the 8th, I think, of December, 8th, 9th, and 10th. Um, and so they're going to be there through at least that. And they're looking for a compound. Uh, the guy who's in charge of it has a history of um, abusing his wife. He has a history of scaring her for being unattached from reality and believing in government conspiracies at the expense of bathing and going to work. He's His home's uh, in foreclosure because he owes his HOA $40,000 and he's no-showed um, to court for it. I mean, he's like, you know, he's like completely removed from reality at this point. And nobody's this there. sounds, this seriously sounds like the prologue to, uh, do you guys see the gray, the gray state? It's a documentary about an extreme right winger who ended up killing his wife and all this shit. But it sounds, this sounds like the, exactly like the build up to that. What, what do they think is going to happen exactly? I mean, do they literally, I mean, do they literally, are they getting a compound because they think that Kennedy is going to come back and be their they're, leader? They're fucking up my vacation tomorrow to Dallas. That's what they're doing. No, no, you're going to Dallas tomorrow? <laughs> no. I, I, yeah, every 22nd I go. Right. Oh, no, yeah, kidding. they are going to be, but they are going to be, well, when I lived in Dallas, like, I had no idea that it's like a big deal every year. And I was like two oh, hours yeah. late to a doctor's appointment. They're like, it's, it's the anniversary. And I'm like, what? <laughs> this is weird. Um, yeah, they're gonna have a great time, I guess, with the uh, with that. But you know, I I think that so he says that JFK Jr. is still alive, but now like you're also saying that Vincent Fusca is JFK Jr. So like, what is it? What is it then? Yeah. Are you maybe he's Q? Maybe he's Jesus? Not not Vincent, but uh, Michael. Negative yeah, 48. and he's. Uh, I noticed a lot of the boomers are loving this like numerology shit. Like, what's going on with like where did this start getting popular? Oh, I can't speak to that at all. Okay. I, I just like would prefer to. I just like have not. I've not seen like anything like it. Like the, the fucking no, repetitive no, numbers. Like, yeah. Go ahead. Numerology. Numerology has been appropriated by conspiracy theories for a while now. For but, sure. Yeah, there's definitely an inordinate amount of it in, in QAnon. Yeah. And like now we're. I mean, because like this is like the kind of stuff that you see in replies on Twitter from like you know like virtual, and now they're like actually this is actually happening yeah him just repeating like the numbered phrases and shit like that like out loud it's like real fucking weird you know and it's strange to see and it's weird that all these people picked up like i don't know hebrew math or whatever but um yeah, yeah and <laughs> they really screwed up telegram for me because i was fine and it was just me and isis over there and like now it sucks but uh, yeah, Telegram yeah. used to be for like buying shit with Bitcoin, and now it's I, for like this weird cult. I don't understand. Yeah, I followed like yeah. the Syrian like jihadist groups when I was like writing about that stuff. You know, that's where I found them. That they were there because they got kicked off everything else, and now it's like yeah, a bunch of boomers suddenly have it. Yeah, it's really wild. And there's just Bitcoin scams all the time, and I, I notice a lot of people are being ripped off. Is that pretty prevalent at this point? Yeah, and I, I mean, crypto is like. Oh my God, it's awful in this world. I've I've tried to tell people, I'm like, look, if you really want to buy some crypto, just like, if you can lose $500, take 100, 100, 100, 100, throw it into five different things. 
And then someone else will come along and be like, she means ripple. And I'm like, no, I, I actually specifically mean not ripple. <laughs> like I specifically am telling you, just literally just go down the list and pick anything and don't do that. And, but these people like they, I mean, yeah, there's so many scams that they keep falling for. They think that either because they think that the value is going to go up significantly or because they think that there's like that they're getting in on something and obviously all their money is just being taken um in any effort to direct them to like the most easy to use like just use coinbase like use what's on coinbase like they're like no i don't want to do that i'm like you don't know what you're doing this is not something you should be fucking with yeah um yeah it's unbearable yeah i know they they know everything you cannot reason with them yeah i noticed half the channels just turn into like scams for either bitcoin or like physical trump coins at this point so yeah 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 yeah, i it's what? it's weird too because the convergence of maga and crypto is interesting because cryptocurrency at its core is about decentralization and hardcore maga people really sh- uh it's interesting to think of them as arguing for decentralization because trump is most certainly not uh a decentralized uh ideology uh in any way but anyway a little well, for banks it's also like they are all about crypto in this like very strange way like i don't know if you're familiar with gavin wax but he's like a fascist who's the head of the new york republicans club and um he like led the uh, protest against robin hood um you know in amc earlier this year right but it's like all this shit is like so nick fuentes i didn't go to afpac even though i was at cpac because you had to send this motherfucker your bank account information and i'm like you just got, you just inherited all those Bitcoin and you can't take Monero. You, you can't even take crypto like as a currency. Like it's literally just a scam thing. Like there is no practical use for it whatsoever. They, no one will take it. They all want physical credit cards, like cash, bank account numbers. They like cannot handle using it as any type of actual currency. It's very strange. Yeah, it's they all are scamming. They're shilling something. It's yeah, it, whether it's like CBD on like the more like inane people or the coins on the like real predators, you know, they all seem to be yeah. selling something or they all want to. <laughs> um, yeah, but back to you know what the fascists are doing. I guess like um, I've noticed the Proud Boys and groups like that are more involved in like the school board things, and you know I've seen them threatening school board members and things like that, like. What, what else are they aiming at? Um, you know, what is their strategy as far as like, what, I suppose they're all celebrating Kyle Rittenhouse right now. You know, what do they think this means for them? Well, I will say like, I don't really know any Proud Boys, right? Like that's right. not really- Not that group, but just this general yeah. crowd. Cause like, I was more like a guy, one of the Nazis I was hanging yeah. out with, the way he described it was that the Proud Boys, um, sacrifice their bones and bodies to further our agenda but we're the indoor people who write the laws so yeah that is, well yeah. hey those are the scary ones and yeah those are like yep. the city um, one. the city ones are the scariest They're like the new york fascists are terrifying yeah yeah uh, yeah uh so you know like their whole thing is like really getting people who are already elected to be mouthpieces to push this agenda and drive out how important it is so I was at an event with Margaret Taylor Green and Paul Gosar and Laura Loomer and like, you know, a, a solid, I would say like 15 to 20% of uh, Green's speech was about people hate me. Like, you know, Kevin McCarthy hates me. My, my coworkers hate me and they hate Gosar and 
you know, we need people like Laura Loomer because like we need people like her in Congress. We need you to run. We need people who won't sacrifice their values, who will remain people and don't become, you know, like NRCC, like, uh, you know, uh, drones or like whatever, we, clones. We need like, you need you guys to run for office no matter who hates you. We need you to run for school board. We need you to run for precinct captain. We need you to run for Congress. We need you to run for state representative. All of it, nothing is too small, nothing is too big. And it's like, that is what they want. They like, so, I mean, a lot of these groups are intertwined. When you look at who is, you know, working with who, like Gavin Wax, like I said earlier, is the president of the Young Republicans Club in uh, New York. He's also the spokesperson for Republicans for National Renewal, who's the group that, you know, I had friends, friends in. Um, he's, you know, everybody, everybody is connected. They are all used to intern for each other or work for each other, like, behind the scenes it's all it's all in our woven and so everybody has some pull or some favor you know like you might be able to get Paul Gosar and I might be able you know to get like my you know Bobert or something right um and just they're all able to like mesh all these people together and bring them out to give speeches to rally everybody up um CRT is huge yeah I started hearing about CRT in April and I was not familiar with it as a concept at all and um the, like I was at an event and Trump Doral and they were talking about it all the time and I don't just mean speakers I mean people that I was hanging out with were talking about it and they were saying like um it's a gateway to child sex trafficking you know any scare tactic right because it's like it's a way to get kids to listen to people who aren't their parents and if kids won't listen to people who aren't their who will listen to people who aren't their parents then they're more susceptible to getting kidnapped and being forced to be child sex slaves which is like objectively insane right like that's not like a rational <laughs> yeah you know yeah. like um i learned racism <laughs> objectively is bad, insane yeah. right i learned racism is bad so now i'm a child sex slave like it doesn't it doesn't yeah, even make ex sense exactly right? that's what i was gonna say right <laughs> racism is bad equals child sex slave uh ring that that's the logic there I completely yeah and like so we think like that I think they struck gold with it I don't know if they intended for it to be this huge thing um but once it once it picked up I mean that is like whatever now, I think now they're probably looking for the next CRT right so they have to keep people going because as long as you can make it about race and make it about you have to save the kids like it'll yeah it'll accomplish everything I've noticed they've gotten like much more on message than the Tea Party era, you know, like it, the people who are backing these kinds of things now are much more on point about where they want people to go, you know, they're well, not, they, yeah, it's not all over the place, like the people, you're right, like the people at the grassroots are just kind of, they're taking marching orders without knowing it, it seems. Because like. it's just batshit raw insanity. The Tea Party had some aspirations to being a political force that could actually affect legislation. I feel like some of these, this newer iteration is more about uh, an overall zeitgeist type effect of wanting to change everything. And uh, so it feels like they feel more emboldened and probably feel like they have more agency to... Uh, it's more about their identity now. The Tea Party was specifically about ideology and party. This is about my love of Christ, my love of, um, and 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 that's another thing I was going to ask you. I've been telling Jim for uh, since the beginning that I feel like uh, uh, Christo-fascist tendencies have been a part of QAnon uh, and right-wing fascism from the beginning. Do you have? Is that something you picked up on? Is 
uh, a, a prolifer. I mean, a lot of this seems a, a lot of the more vociferous people at their heart. This is very much about uh, a kind of chrysofascist uh, movement. Have you seen that at all, or does that make any room. sense to you? I sat in a room with about seventy-five uh, under twenty-five-year-old fascists chanting um, "Crisis King" with Baked Alaska. So yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> Yeah, they're yeah. pagans. They're pagans. They're Protestants. It doesn't count. So no. Yeah, <laughs> I'm they're, they're eating base baked Alaska. It doesn't they're, count. They're, they're, they're weirdos. They're no, they're not. Whatever they are, they're fucking Christianity up. But either way, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know that. I think the sex trafficking really hits something with everything. Basically, they seem to connect that to everything. Is that a correct read on the situation? I mean, I see all kinds of misunderstanding of it, even from apolitical people at this point. I will say in the circles I was in, people who are 35 and under are more normal in the fact, like if they're fascist, if they're in QAnon, mm. they're not, like we're just removing QAnon. Right, like, yeah, yeah. QAnon yeah. is not normal. Uh, in the fascist world, they are like, this shit is bullshit, we fucking know, but we don't really care because it's pushing our agenda. And it's like, okay, you know? Outside of that, like, yeah, I, I'm not sure what is happening. I mean, I was, okay. I was in a room in South Carolina in July, listening to a woman talk about how she had been child sex trafficked and she missed Donald Trump because Donald Trump put kids in cages and kids in cages is better than kids being sex trafficked. And she talked about how like she had a, um, her captor was like doing satanic rituals with her and like all of this stuff. And like, obviously this woman, something terrible happened to her. I feel awful about it. She has a lot to unpack that she needs to go through some shit, but instead of going through it, do you know what she's fucking doing? She's running a charity, rehabilitating children who have been child sex trafficked. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, they're taking advantage of people like that because they become good mouthpieces. Which, I mean, that's just like, straight up what it was. Because it wasn't just her. Like, she didn't create the charity. There's another woman there who created this charity. And then the people who were organizing the event did things to, like, you know, prop it up other than letting them speak. They did extra stuff, too. Even when you bought your ticket, you could donate money to their charity as an add-on fee to your ticket. Um, yeah. It there's a lot seems, of that. It a seems to really that. catch on. And it seems to just get, like... It also feeds into like the racism that they're really trying to push too, doesn't you know? Because it, like, who does it normally target? It's usually like people of color that this is targeting. Is that they're is they they built that in intentionally? I'm assuming. I mean, they have to, have, right? Like, yeah. It yeah. seems like yeah. I mean, because it really works well, doesn't it? It's always targeted that way. Yeah, and it's they're also. I mean, it's also very anti-Semitic too, because like. So there's a guy running for Congress in Tennessee right now. His name is Robbie Starbuck. He's an absolute piece of shit. He's definitely a QAnon person that we says he's not. Q has like, there are Q drops like about like Robbie Starbuck. Like if you search his name on Twitter, you can find people saying like Q sent me to tweets he's now deleted, of course, because he's running for Congress. His wife is a fucking lunatic and her name is Matriarch. And they like make all these videos. Like she makes music, but she's always like, I came from Hollywood and I left Hollywood because of all the sex trafficking and all of the, the Harvey Weinsteins and all of the Jeffrey Epsteins that are out there. And you know, all of the stuff that goes on and you have these women who like 
say me too. And then they continue to work for the people who are perpetuating the cycle. So it sounds like, you know, she sounds legit. Like she's saying names that like we all know. As soon as you start going through this stuff, it's like lie after lie, uh, you know, but it's compelling. And, and she lived, she lived in Hollywood. So she like has, I mean, she has a, she's a failed, you know, starlet of some kind. That's all it really is. Um, and, and it's like, yeah. It's all, it always ties back to Soros and it's all, you know, it's just like, it's, yeah, it's all, but it's, it's effective. I mean, and people at these events, they sit and they're crying, like they're people sobbing about, or they just come up to you and they're just like, I just feel so compelled to be here because of what they're doing to those children. Like, I can't count how many times I heard shit like that out of the blue. Yeah. That really seemed to take like the new age people by storm and stuff too. And they've kind yeah. of really blended in well with the fascists, haven't they? Yeah, I went to a couple things in LA and those things were super weird. Like just like protests and shit, not anything like super organized. Mm-hmm. And it was really strange to see and really like we don't have that here. <laughs> yeah, it's LA is such an odd like liberal city like outlier compared to yeah. the East Coast. You know, it's yeah. It, I the say the children rallies there were really like kind of amazing to me because it's like these people are very odd. They're like younger, they're you know, they're not real right wing about anything they're you know and then that's i've seen a lot of that crossover starting to come in with a lot of stuff is there's these people who are socially more liberal just believing oh yeah sex trafficking or you know all these kinds of crazy shit now the 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 yeah the ostensibly kind of left-wing democrat leaning uh new age yoga group that is anti-vax now and uh you know anti or pro pro aspects of QAnon, I would say that convergence is very weird. I'm, I'm almost more, <laughs> I almost avoid them more than I avoid. There's like Hillary pill Bernie crats too, though. Like there's people are starting to believe like real crazy shit. It seems like. It yeah. seems like across the board, people are just <laughs> more, uh, almost everyone, uh, is more radicalized now and uh i i commend you for doing this undercover work i i don't i don't think i could have uh, done i i've spent a lot of time talking messaging with q people and uh, researching it i think i'm kind of at the point now where i i, I don't want to deal with it anymore but i don't think i could have gone to some of these things in person like you did so i i commend you for that and do you have uh, after you know, uh, in the wake of this, having done this, are, are you more afraid of the future? What do, you, what do you see coming? How do you see this evolving into the next few decades? Where, what's the, where do you see this headed when you, when you lay awake at night thinking about the future? We have had the last fair and free election in this country that we'll ever have. I mean, to the extent that we've ever had them. Um, yeah. I, I don't see how like we would have to nuke the entire system nuke the yeah. entire Republican party I there's no I don't know how you come back from it I don't know how I mean I, I think it can be fixed I'm just not the person to answer that question but um, I mean they are infiltrating I mean, they are terrorizing people who win GOP leadership positions until they quit I mean right. that's in that's you know nuts um, and they're doing it so that they can be in charge of elections um you know the presidential election you know they've got a couple more years to figure it out and i i mean it's that it's it's 100 this this infiltration and complete takeover um at the lower level 
Yeah, it's like a, a backwards French revolution. It's the bourgeois revolution. That's just, it, you know, it's right wing. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And that's really what Trump was. You know, it was a sort of bourgeois revolution as far as like social politics goes. And I see that, you know, now the forces behind it seem to be more organized, you know, and it's interesting to hear you say that there's these people who are just kind of driving the narrative. And this is spread out, you know, as everything always has from like the Chan culture, the wider internet and things like that. Is this still like the pipeline we're like getting all our bullshit through? I, I mean, I don't know. Like, uh, I only okay. know, you know. Yeah, you know, I just, it's like, I don't know. There's so much insane shit out there. I just can't understand, you know. I know. Well, it's things, impossible for one person to yeah. track it all. Because yeah, there's so many. Not because down. they talk. Yeah, they talk to each other now. So, right? Like, three percenters didn't used to talk to QAnon people. But now it's like, I don't know where your bullshit's coming from because why you're like, you're talking to these people and they're talking to these people. And now it's like telephone at the time. And it's, it's, it's insane. Like, I remember the first time I ever saw people. I the the DC stop the steal rallies there was one November and December and then there was the insurrection in January and it wasn't it was I remember I showed up January 6th and I was like holy fuck there's just like cute people like literally dudes in like cute bicycle jackets like talking to like three percenters and proud boys like like casual happy conversations like getting hot dogs together and it's like at this point it's impossible mm-hmm. to track anything because you can only <laughs> so much time in the day yeah. and there's no way to tell who's getting what information from where because they're all together yeah, they've definitely seemed to mix very well at this point. Um, that even without Trump, now they definitely all seem to get along. I see them, you know, the Proud Boys are ending up working security for like the Save the Children, like crank rallies. You know, they're everywhere. It's in like militias are everywhere, obviously. And you know, I, I see um, Marjorie Taylor Greene, like Matt Gates, and them. They just tour the country, don't they? I mean, this is this what they do with their like star politicians now? It's just this factory to go rile up other crowds in different states or what yeah it has to be right like you have to keep you have to keep that energy alive and like i know i saw with their tour people being like oh they didn't raise a lot of money well i don't think it fucking matters there is money or not i mean like who cares if they go to a town and they get like eight people to run for school board i mean that's worth more than whatever donation they were going to get to begin with right like it's way more valuable to them yeah Um, i noticed they're always touring you know yeah, it's so weird. Like they're like they're like musicians. It's so yeah. weird. I don't think they even need Trump anymore. I mean, I, I think the legacy of Trump uh, is going to be uh, how he emboldened this convergence of, uh, like you said, this weird, this weird movement with right wing paramilitaries. Uh, having said that, I I'm predicting it now. I I think Trump will win in 2024, and I think we're going to go through. A whole different phase of this nightmare again. Well, he'll be crazier too. His syphilis will be farther along, so like he'll be ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe it'll just make him sound even, even sexier. You know, I mean, he's <laughs> he's got to come back. Why wouldn't he? You know, he'd yeah. be a fool not to. I don't. I has his social network launched? I, I think the biggest uh, failure has been to learn how to counter and and deal with, uh, you know, we talk about misinformation, disinformation a lot, and clearly the attempt to deplatform it or deal with it online through algorithms has has different angles and problems with it. But I mean, have we ever 
dealt with this many radicalized people that are completely brainwashed with misinformation in human history. I'm not even sure if if there's anything that compares to this in, in history. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We watched a lot of this come up, though, too, you know, Jake and I. Like, it was in independent media. They are the people who, like, normalize this, like, John Birch Society bullshit and, like, this Rothschild right. stuff, you know? Yeah. All this, like, yeah. alt media was, like, really on, like, oh, well, Soros did that, you know, open societies, yeah. like, gave money to a charter school in, like, Indiana, you know? And yeah. That's something. So, that was really normalized through like alt media on like early Facebook, you know, it was a terrible, that trending bar was a terrible time for Facebook and yeah. they're still not cracking down. Obviously I see a lot of crazy shit on Instagram now and their other platforms seem to let stuff run wild still. I mean, is any social, I don't think any social media is cracking down. Are they? I mean, no I mean YouTube has let a hashtag negative 48 exist and he's literally about to kill people at a Dallas cult. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, this guy's making national news, and you can't even get rid of the fucking hashtag. <laughs> like, come on, come on. I see he's got like a million burner twitters and all this shit too. He's just all over the place. How how close do you think he is to actually killing people? They're, I mean, they're talking about physical death at this point. Right. Yeah. They're. Yeah. That that is disturbing. <laughs> that they're embracing this kind of uh, this this idea. That that sounds starts to sound a lot like Heaven's Gate. This idea of letting the ego go, and it's so funny too because it's like they haven't been able to prove anything. So now they have this kind of second coming of Christ type thing where we're just going to keep waiting for this kind of metaphysical. A rebirth of John of Kennedy. It's it's. Uh, I don't know. And what are all the JFK juniors doing? <laughs> um. So um, let's see. Vince Vincent. Oh, I last I heard, last I saw him, uh, I know he's helping a uh, Maryland gubernatorial candidate Dan Cox, a uh, QAnon candidate, with his campaign. Uh, he was putting me in contact with Dan's um. Uh, campaign manager and he showed me a bunch of pictures of him helping set up at a uh, state fair within Maryland like a county fair federal county fair um, to give votes so he's he's busy with that he uh, was talking to me about how he was going to work with look at America to set up another like uh, free the j6 terrorist whatever event um, closer to him up in Pennsylvania so you know he's a busy guy um, Juan is Juan Juan has a book that you can buy on eBay for $495. Um, it's about, I don't know, 30 pages long. So that's that's a real good grift. If I was Juan, I would keep writing some books. Yeah. I would write one book and break it into 50 pieces and sell it like that if I was him. Maybe, like, do, an, maybe do an NFT of the book. Yeah. <laughs> Put new covers yeah. on like all the Game of Thrones books. Totally on those. <laughs> um, it's a collector's yeah. edition. To be clear, like these people are like, uh, you know, Vincent is just a guy who stood around Trump <laughs> rallies, right? <laughs> just a guy who yeah. people kept seeing. And then someone <laughs> said, like, this is JFK Jr. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's out yeah. <laughs> helping fucking candidates for state elections. Like, this is yeah. insane that this would like help anyone's campaign. And, like, yeah, I have the guy that you think is JFK Jr. I mean, when we were walking into the Trump Hotel after the rally, it's like a very deep rally. Um, there was this girl with us who had like a professional camera. 
and they were like <laughs> you can't bring that in and Vincent looked to the security guy and he's like come on man like bear with me and they were like okay for you and it's like security <laughs> at the Trump hotel in DC <laughs> like why I mean I wish somebody thought I was JFK Jr. Yeah Jesus Christ that's insane man like I and 107 was like what he just was a guy who posted a video of his boots yeah okay but i didn't think he did anything else yeah this is and from the boots people just yeah this is jfk jr like why not yeah i know know he's friends with roseanne and now he's friends with jim caviezel who's also out doing shit with elections now which is he's terrifying to me actually like he's completely lost it and you know giving the braveheart speech and all this shit thing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> been pretty wild man and like now he's probably fucking up mel gibson even more like this can't be good for society having those two together again when does this movie come out next year i think and then there's mm-hmm. also what the uh child trafficking movie oh that's right i've i repressed that until you yeah. said yeah mm-hmm. that's right yes the jim caviezel child trafficking I watched, I watched the one with him in iran where he got captured by Iran for being too Christian in Egypt. So that was pretty good. <laughs> but yeah, um, I guess we'll let you go with that. Uh, thank you for coming on. And I don't know, uh, what should people watch out for? You know, I know you had to lock your Twitter after you got hit. So what are you up to? Are you on um, uh, I've been like posting stuff on Patreon, just um, like open uh so it's it's not paid you can just see stuff um and then twitter which i will never be leaving they cannot get rid of me Um, yeah but yeah i I don't know what i'm doing next (laughs) unfortunately i've enjoyed it i've enjoyed um you know i enjoy watching what you're doing now and i enjoy the old content too i liked you know the empty mall fucking election rallies and shit like this like and the outdoor concerts you know um and that's another thing we didn't get to is this like weird Christian revival going around too is these uh, you know kind of strange like touring like Christian acts that are going like getting really big at this point and I see a lot of that but yeah there's a lot of like um like Professor Toto is one who comes to mind I mean there's like all these weird factions I know you're trying to get rid of me but like whatever there's all these weird factions going on where like like there's QAnon John who has these events and there's Clay Clark who has other events and like they hate each other and that is not really publicized, but like QAnon John, like he's like, oh, that's Clay's the deep state. Like Clay's the deep state. Like QAnon John COO said to me, he's like, I don't know why he goes to Clay Clark events. He's deep state. You shouldn't trust him. He might be a fed. And then like, so like QAnon John events are like, if you like grew up Christian or like if you've ever seen like, like a early 2000s like show about people who were religious at all, like you've got like the kids in high school who like, play football and like fuck a lot of girls and like drink and party on the weekends but go to church every Sunday and like love God it's like it's like Ricky Bobby but you're like praying to like the major Jesus you got <laughs> yeah. that and that's like the QAnon John crowd and then you've got like that person who like people at school don't want to talk to because they're like so into Jesus they can't shut up about Jesus and that is the Clay Clark crowd so it's like it's like the popular kids versus like the Christian like super zealous rejects and like that group has splintered off and now they have like sub influencers who are like leaving their own things they have all these like weird like people who say they're pastors but they're really just actors and they like get up and they like they sound like pastor greg Locke, where they're you know 
that charismatic Christianity, like delivery of speeches, but they're like talking about like, if you don't get vaccinated, they're gonna come take your children and we have to get guns to be ready for that. But they're saying yeah. it like they're giving a sermon and it's, those, it's nuts. Those people are making some of the worst Protestant music in history. I, that is, disco- that like all the rap songs and all this shit and like- Oh, speaking of, <laughs> speaking of music, Kid Rock released a, a new single yesterday called uh, oh, yeah. Don't Don't Tell Me How to Live My Life. My state, baby. And it's, um, I recommend watching it as soon as we're done here. Uh, the new Kid Rock single is just about the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life or heard. He's I'm funny. so excited. This like, yeah, there's this, I'm in my office and so we work. You might have seen somebody walk past me earlier. This guy's always here. And I'm always here. And I'm like, now I, like, I have no idea what he thinks of me because the other day I was watching some like incredibly anti-Semitic InfoWars video and I didn't know anybody was here. So I didn't have headphones in. And <laughs> oh, like, I'm going to be watching this Kid Rock video. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of shit content from him. And that like, let's go Brandon shit. It's, it's fucking terrible, man. Like, it's so it, stupid. It's going to stay around forever because they finally got something that like hit. They got like, they got all like 400,000 people on iTunes to buy the song. And like, there's a know. part two now. There was people just making the song with the same name. Like, yeah, that'll sell a bunch too. Like, who cares? I should do that shit. Uh, yeah. I, you could just put anything out with that title. Someone will buy it. You know, um, <laughs> There was like three different ones I saw. So yeah, there's a lot of grifting to be done for sure. That's heavy on shit. But yeah, but thank you for coming on. And yeah, um, uh, I definitely recommend following you on Twitter and I will check out your Patreon for sure. So, all right. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. That was awesome. Thank you so much. This for the LGBT. Let's go burn a tribe. Let's go burn a tribe. This for the LGBT. Let's go burn a tribe. Let's go burn a tribe. Let's go burn it. Got the Demi shook, boy, and they feeling it. Mama, I'm on CNN, they gotta feel me. I know a couple fake patriots hating on me. I ain't worried about the rhinos, they ain't rocking like me. Okay, first we gotta go and take the house back. Middle fingers to Joe Biden, tell him I said that. All right, so we're back. What do you think, Jake? That was interesting. I, Like I said, I definitely would not have wanted to be in the position she was in. I mean, I don't necessarily think her life was in danger, but, uh, you know, clearly, like, those are just some awkward conversations to have with people. You know? I mean, you're, we are walking around in the middle of the pandemic with people who, like, true refuse masks yeah from that yeah actually from that point of view yeah like during, a, during a pandemic yeah she kind of did risk her life yeah was, they're out fucking unmasked because you had to be you know you couldn't be fucking under right so, yeah. yeah that's unbelievable yeah i don't know i mean it's <laughs> so yeah it's it is wild and it's it's fucked because like I, like i said during the interview like there seems to be much more like pointed anger at this point there's a much more like singular message about things whether it's the vaccine really helped obviously there's a lot of people rallying around that or yeah. masks in schools and then crt in schools and all this bullshit that people aren't even connected to um, yeah there's seemingly a, an obsession with them being persecuted them being oppressed um, and we see this over and over again with the uh, you know attack on christmas and all this stuff they they're very much determined to be seen uh, as victims. Uh, and it seems like that is getting more intense. 
but yeah and it's just yeah this is something where it's like they're going out and fucking find you know they're going out and starting i mean there's people going around like there was people going around california just going to different school boards you know and fucking fucking with them every week it's like you can't fucking have this keep happening because nothing's gonna work pretty quick like i will say that i'll give you that one they got us there uh well i don't know i'm not sure what to do about it yeah it'll be interesting to see how this progresses uh but already we can see that you know the election going didn't not going the way they wanted only made them stronger in in many cases so that's right and uh keep your eyes on dallas folks because tomorrow jfk will be back jake and i will be there live on television